the Latin phrase being a uh, bad move. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power up suits and welcome into another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today we have the King of Tennessee himself. I mean, literally the King of Tennessee. I don't think there's any any debate about that right now. And someone only Merzane. What's happening, dude? <laughs> Nothing much. I as soon as I heard the, I was like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's reality at this point. I mean, I don't think that there's any denying it. Thrice you've made the trek to Tennessee, and thrice you have emerged victorious. I love Tennessee. I, every time I come to Tennessee, I like it more and more. Well, good. Like, good. We like for, having you. For lots of reasons. <laughs> and, and chief among those that you kick butt at MCP. So the first tournament you won, uh, Nate's tournament that he did, well, like I guess July or something like that, what did you run? Uh, I ran Sinister Cabal. Sinister Cabal. When you ran the table at NashCon. I played Sam Spam. And then this time. I played Midnight Suns. So there you go, people. Right there, we have the definitive, there is no meta in MCP discussion right there, period. <laughs> Settled. I, I don't play meta stuff. I just play whatever I think is fun at the time. Except for that one time you played Sam Spam. No, I'm kidding. I I played Sam Spam because they're fun. They are fun. They are really they're fun. They're so fun. But that's enough about you, Merzane. Let's talk about who else we have on the show with us. <laughs> the more important person, honestly. Yes, we have uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Sandbox, as he's known out there on the Discord land, or as I know him personally, Sean. What's happening, bud? What's going on, guys? Chilling, man. Really glad to have you and... Um, I just want to go ahead and say this right off the rip. Thanks so much for hosting just an incredible event. Like you were our TO and an excellent TO at that. Nate, watch out. Sean's nipping at your heels for TO jobs. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. Um, but seriously, thank you guys. Um, I couldn't have done it without all of you too. Um, it was a great time. We had 19 total for the tournament, which blew my mind. Yeah. I am. I couldn't believe we had that many people turn up. I was so glad for it. Like that that's not to say that I wasn't glad about that. Like the fact that we had 19 people show up and I think that there were supposed to be 20, but someone canceled at the last minute. So it was just one of those like, man, I can't even believe this this craziness that happened yeah, in Memphis. Yeah, yeah, like we got I was like it's got an email like 3 days prior to saying they weren't going to make it, um which was unfortunate. Um that being said, though, yeah, 19 crazy good turnout, solid four rounds. And as you mentioned earlier, Merzane, king of Tennessee over here, uh, <laughs> takes the first. He did. You know, one of the things that I got to say about this tournament that I really liked is, so it was 19 people, and even if we'd had that other person, like it felt like it didn't take all day. You know what I mean? Like It took all day. You know, We started at 10.30, and we ended at, what, like 7.30, I think? And yeah, 
it just it felt like it it the pacing of the whole thing was really nice and that's something that i think is hard to pull off in a tournament like this it is and and you know usually as tournaments go on you have a lot of drops and things like that we only had one drop and they stayed three rounds um so i mean we all the tables were full throughout the day oh yeah and uh, shout out to everyone that brought terrain. I know that, uh, Nate, you brought some terrain too, so much appreciated there. Not that Nate's here, but I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure of it. So, Sean, why don't you walk us through kind of like what your day was like as the TO? Because I think that that's something that maybe some of the other suits out there that might be about to TO some of their own events would like to hear. And kind of what some things that were maybe surprised you during that process of, of kind of getting things going. Yes, absolutely. Um, so everything really began just like for the event itself the day before, um, my shop was lucky or nice enough rather to let me come in and set up the day prior. So by the time I rolled in Saturday morning, um, I was able to show up a little bit early before we actually opened doors, um, made sure everything was good to go. Uh, doors opened at 10 dice roll off was at 10 30. In hindsight, if we do have a bigger event later on, I may stretch that time a little bit more, but confirming lists um, and everything like that, making sure everybody's lists were legal, completed into long shanks, which is what we used. Um, from there, we had everybody set up at their tables, started round one, ran actually very smooth. Um, I was very impressed with long shanks functionality as well. Um, just keeping up with round to round, um, using the feature actually for round one that no friends got paired as well. So if anyone was entered in, I think, uh, Merzane, you and Kenny are friends on Longshanks, right? Yes. And he thanks you. He thanks you immensely. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, he had messaged me a couple of days prior. He's like, are you going to use that functionality at least for round one? And I was like, absolutely. Um, and so that way, just for round one nobody that are rolling up together have to play each other because that's always a big feels bad um that's, any what, that's what happened at nashcon sorry to interrupt but that's what happened at nashcon that's why i asked me yeah. played round one and uh i was like i'm sorry little one as i knocked him out <laughs> i'm sorry little one <laughs> right oh man uh but no yeah like long shanks worked flawlessly um going through just making sure i kept the rules forums up made judge calls, um, which we'll get to, I think, in a little bit, but there was a particular judge call with your game, Merzane, with Nate that I had to really think about. Yeah, um, but doing all that, the only things in hindsight I think that had slight hiccups, uh, as I mentioned prior, we were I was kind of stretched for time at the very beginning, uh, making sure lists were confirmed and everything like that. But we made it that 10:30 mark, and we had our roll off, which was great. Um, was we actually had a stream, and I actually need to focus more time on that just for our shop. But that's not really a huge like to thing. Not everyone's going to have access to like streaming a table. Right. Right. Yeah. Now that that. Uh... This is definitely not a super broad problem, but it's still, you know, something interesting to think about because I think that that kind of thing, like having a stream set up while you're at a tournament can be pretty cool and, uh, you know, help bring MCP to some more of the masses out there. So I really like that a lot. Absolutely. So you mentioned Longshanks and its functionality, and I know that that's been a 
topic of discussion in the community that, lately, and we're just gonna, just gonna leave it at that. Maybe some, yeah. some more on that later. Just I'm gonna just I'm just gonna plant that little seed, and we'll see if uh, maybe I come back and water it later. <laughs> I'm sorry. I laugh at my own jokes too much. But anyways, so you liked how Longshanks functioned, and I definitely thought. I mean, everything went smoothly there because I know when we were at NashCon, Merzane, it was like we all were entered in and then all of a sudden had to like re-enter right before the tournament started or something. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad you avoided that. And it's one of those things where you were talking about the, like the friends feature and all that stuff. Like the ability for that to make it to where you, you don't play the person you showed up with or that you came with or, or whatever. You don't play that person right away I think is a really nice feature and I know that there were a couple of times where some friends played each other kind of in later rounds is that a feature that can be activated for like an entire event and then like it has a weight to it where you can say like you know don't pair up friends unless they they have to play each other so it every time you fire up a new round in long shanks it will it's a kind of like a toggle It'll show up. It'll actually have like your uh, everyone that's going to play each other, things like that. And before you do that, it'll say, "Are you doing Swiss? Are you doing elimination?" And then one of the toggles is friends play each other, yes or no. So it's just done round by round. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, but the thing is, is like in a tournament like this, especially with it being four rounds, this isn't like a card game where you can crank out a lot more than that, with depending on the people that show. Um. You don't want to toggle that on too much. It's usually only good really for the first round because once you start doing it into round two onwards, it starts messing with potential like tiebreaker pairings, like if you're doing like strength of schedule. Gotcha. Okay. And is that what our tiebreakers were? Was it strength of schedule stuff? Correct. Yes. We use strength of schedule for the tournament. Okay, cool. And basically that just means if you ended up playing people with better records right like i mean how does that work within mcp and longshanks i'm just curious do you know um so with strength of schedule it kind of goes like round one round two it's not going to affect that much i think it kind of goes more off of a potential like scoring you had because you enter you know you enter in your points values in longshanks at the end of your match so going from round one to round two it goes off of that end um but from there um, it will, as you get going, and I may be a little off the, the cuff off here, but um, as you keep doing that, I think it just keeps going by like points scored and things like that. So that does potentially matter in, with strength of schedule, if I remember correctly. I got you. Okay, that's really cool. Uh, Merzane, with Longshanks and how it worked for you, like on the player side, did you have any issues with it or do you feel like it uh, kind of went off without a hitch, no problems? Um, player side, uh, the only issues I've ever had with it as a player were when, you know, the, the NashCon thing, right. um, which wasn't a huge deal for me because oh, I'll just, I'll just sign in again. And then at a local event, uh, we had me and a friend were supposed to play because we were, uh, we were the same record and it was whatever it was, it was going to, it was the only way to not cause repairs and it paired us both down instead, Oh, which was odd. Um, but that both of those got hammered out. Like we contacted Red Sam, the developer, and those got addressed. Uh, but at this one, there was no issue. Uh, the only issue I had was I'm an idiot, and I kept marking myself as playing No Leader Midnight Suns when I reported. 
Because <laughs> I would look at the report and I'd be like, oh, it says Midnight Suns. That means that it's already taking into account that I'm playing Midnight Suns. Neat. I won't even bother pressing that drop down menu. Yeah. And no, then I did the same like thing. Round three, I was like, wait a minute. That says no leader. Uh oh. <laughs> You just you just were breaking the mold, man. You're just breaking the algorithm, trying to throw it off. I, I understand. I see you. Accurate. I see you. Yeah. So that, uh, let me ask you this real quick before you get too far too far deeper. Just because there's people out there that might not know uh, what this means. What you said. What does being pared down mean? So being pared down in a uh, in a Swiss event, which is what we played. Swiss, basically, you play people with a similar win loss ratio to you. So. Two and one will should play another two and one. Uh, three and one would play another three and one, and zero oh and two would play another zero oh and two. And Swiss tries to keep pairing those people together until there's only one person left undefeated. A pair down occurs when something like a three and one uh, in round five plays against a two and two. Ah, okay. So in our game, in ours, I believe it was round four. I believe we were on round four, and. My friend and I were both two and one. Uh, the only way to have two and ones pair together and not have the same people play, because I had played one other two and one, and he had played the other, and there was some other weird thing. Like we, the only way to keep it to where people would play unique people was for us two to be paired together. So we already knew we were already about to get set up at a table. Right. Uh, and Longshanks paired us both down. So I played against a one and two, and he played against a one and two. And we said, no, that's not right. That's not right. We're going to repair. We're going to manually put us together and put those two together. Sure. Because uh, that, that's obviously not correct. That's a mistake. Um, again, that got, uh, that got corrected. And if you're paying attention, that kind of stuff like isn't a problem. Right. Any tournament software can have that kind of issue happen. I actually have a question on that, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, did those two people or either you – I assume you and your friend didn't play each other yet. Did those two people already play each other in the Swiss as well or no? No, that was the weird thing is like not it was the it was the best way to have unique players and like keep all of them like that, that, that was the two people that should have played each other at the, at the one and two level. Huh. Okay, just, yeah, that's definitely a mistake then. Yeah. OK. It was it was a really weird situation. Um, but I mean, like I said, like I wasn't a huge deal. It happens. Um, we there, there's issues with any tournament software because inevitably like what we want a computer system to do isn't always what it's going to do. Right. It's just going to do what it what it thinks is best, what it's been told to do, and it did that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, speaking of things that we thought were best, so let's talk about kind of how the tournament like structure worked out with like how there were prizes and all that stuff. And I know, uh, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, we had a prize for first place, second place, third place. What about fourth place? Yes, fourth place as well. So all the way down to fourth place, and there was a best painted and best sport, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. So how do you feel like that prize structure? Do you feel like it gave the mo like the most broad kind of opportunity, or would you re rework that somehow? Uh, for the size of this tournament, I think that was actually worked out very well. Um, if it's a little bit less, like let's say if we were down to 10 people, um, that might have to be restructured a bit because you're spreading out your prize support way too thin at that point. Sure. Um, to where like maybe only like top two gets paid out. And then if you, that's, if you still want to do a best painted, best sportsmanship, um, types of prizes, um, gotcha. but for something like 19 plus, yeah, it worked out great. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, Merzane, as king of Tennessee, the winner of of Memphis Invitational here, even though everyone was invited. <laughs> um, it was an invitational that everyone was invited to. Exactly. Everybody got an invitation. If you didn't get one, it was lost in the mail. It's not our fault. So, how do you feel about like the prize structure? And I know Sean uh, can't maybe can't comment because he's an employee of the shop, but I really want to get your take on the idea of having store credit for a shop that's not your local shop how, how do you feel about that um so first off i think the pricing structure was great i i like that it paid down to fourth i think you know top three is a little restrictive um and i liked the best painted and best sport i i think i like best painted where the players get to vote like yeah. the way that nate did it you weren't there at nate's were you sean I, I was didn't. not. I was not, unfortunately. I was actually just getting into the game whenever that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the way he did it was you would submit your model. I like the fact that you limited it to roster in some ways, and I liked it. I didn't like it in others. But, I mean, that's up That's up for whoever is running the event to decide. It, it doesn't really effectively matter to me. I don't paint my models. Um, but the way he did it was he uh, had everyone, kind of like how you did best sport, you would vote for your favorite, basically your favorite player, the person that you was the best sport in your games, which is how I've done it before, too. Uh, and I like that a lot. Um, or if you maybe if you, if you even saw like watching a game, you saw someone who had like an incredible moment of sportsmanship. You could say, well, I didn't play this guy, but, you know, this guy did that. Like that kind of stuff is good. The way that Nate did the painting was he had everyone submit their models. Um, whatever restrictions you want doesn't matter. And then everyone would get would, would basically get a slip of paper from him. I don't remember exactly what he did. You get a slip of paper and you'd put it in a cup behind it, and that the players would vote on who what their favorite painted model was. Um, it's nice. Obviously, that may, that you know technical skill might not get noticed as much because if like you're a painter and you're judging based on being a painter, uh, and you're you know it's a little bit different. This is kind of a popularity contest, so like maybe sometimes the rule of cool, like a cool conversion, wins instead. Uh, but it felt like a really good way to get everyone involved in that situation. Um, but again, I don't think either way is right. I think both ways are perfectly acceptable and just depends on what you want to focus on. How did, uh, how did we choose credit it question. for this one? Huh? Sorry. I, I don't even remember how we chose best painted for this event. I wasn't so, sure either. Oh, wait, so there were essentially three judges. Um, there, and they were, one was a former employee of the oh, shop. Gotcha. Um, and then the other one was the manager of the shop. His name's Austin, which shout out to Austin for helping us out, um, with the tournament he did a great job just doing his thing um but it was those two and then me we set them all down and we actually like while everybody was on the lunch break after round one um we had everybody that submitted their models um we went through and it took us a good like 20 minutes to kind of hammer it out but oh, yeah okay. very cool i just was curious how, how that was done cool well and shout out to matt uh from the noog chattanooga for uh, winning that because with his craven that that craven model looked amazing so funny oh, story God, yeah about about uh about matt he won best painted at nate's event yep. he won best painted at nashcon so after he won best painted here he's like yeah, i'll keep winning best painted if you'll keep winning the tournaments <laughs> <laughs> clearly <laughs> all guys, fates are tied together going here yes that's that's it your, your fates are tied together so if one of you falters then both of you will falter Basically. Um, but to answer the question about um, store credit, like I've never minded 
partially because I'm a pack rat, and if you give me, you know, X amount of dollars to spend in a store with a bunch of shiny gamey stuff, I will find a way to spend at least most of it. Right. I ended with like the guy behind the counter was like, "Yeah, you got 64 cents left. Do you want me to put it on like your store credit, or do you just want me to eat it?" And I was like, "It's fine. I I'll never, I'll never spend that 64 cents. When I come back up, <laughs> I'll forget I had 64 cents. Just <laughs> I'll just eat it. It's whatever." Right. Um, but I've, I've been paid out like that before at other events that I've been to. Um, and it doesn't bother me. Like it does create a kind of a pressure to like, I have to spend all this now. And sometimes you're like, I'm spending this on stuff I don't want. Uh, but it's not, uh, it's fine. Like it, it is what it is. Uh, I didn't have to get paid anything for my win. I was just happy to come up and play. And and that I think is is a big part of it is like, you know, the fact that there was something is is really cool. You know, my personal preference is probably like like you said, the pressure of, of feeling like you have to spend it right there. And War Room is nice because they do have an online store option, but some places don't. And so, like, I can understand like that little bit of added pressure, especially if you travel for an event. But it's one of those things where when you're out there, if you're someone who's listening to this and you're deciding on your own events and whatnot, then you know you just have to make that decision about what you feel like is best for your community and for your event. And in this case, I think it was one that worked out pretty well. So something to think yeah, about. And I loved your prize structures for other, the other stuff. I don't know who all got like the, the little map borders and stuff, but I liked how you did top four cut where we got to pick. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Sean, but I let them pick first, pretty much. Aww. Except Kenny. I was like, <laughs> I was like, the only thing I don't want is the pins. Uh, second place, do y'all want anything? I have templates. I don't need the map border. I just kind of want it. And Jeff was like, no, 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 you can pick. If you want it, you can have like, I have two, I've won two of them. It's funny to get a third. I don't need it. If you want it, you can have it. He's like, okay. And then uh, Jay Iverson got third, and he picked the map border. I'm like, sorry, Kenny, I'm getting the, the Infinity Gauntlet trophy. He said, that's cool. I like these these pins anyway. Nice. Awesome. They're on his bag. Yeah, like that was the amount of like extra prize support we got, which thank you, Will, for contrib- your contribution to oh, that. Yeah, of course. Um, like was overwhelming almost. Um, I was so surprised just – how much stuff, extra stuff was just like given in to give out to the community. Um, and just on a whim, I was just like, well, what am I going to do with all this? I was like, well, I mean, we're already paying out top four. Let me just make a pool of some of the cooler stuff for them to pick through instead. Um, and then everything else was kind of given out. Cause I know, uh, will a gentleman, will Thomas, that was also in the tournament. He brought some, uh, 3d printed, just like, uh, proxy models and things like that that and some of those were given out just to the rest of the players it was a great like wonderful thing to see honestly it was overwhelming and i can't thank any everybody enough yeah that was awesome oh yeah and uh, that sweet gambit that will printed out and uh, gave me was just it's and merzane um do you want to go ahead and ruin gambit for everybody else here that's listening <laughs> oh <laughs> The way I did, I ruined it. For, I ruined it for both of you. You I? ruined it for yeah. all of us. So I okay. think I think the suits. All right, suits. Just uh, plug your ears for a few minutes if you don't want to hear how the AMG Gambit model has been ruined or maybe ruined you, by Rosane. Maybe you can give him a skip to time. Well, well I don't know how long this is going to take for you to ruin it. So 
<laughs> well, well, well you, you can maybe post edit. I don't know. If not, that's fine. If you you uh, want me to do Future Will again? We've all heard Future, future Will, Will once or twice. I don't know if we want to do that again. I don't know. Is this <laughs> is this an instance for Future Will? I don't know. I'll let you make that decision. I can't make that moral decision for you. <laughs> are you chaotic good or are uh, you chaotic I'm neutral? I'm definitely chaotic neutral. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at Gambit's model, you'll see that his the arc of his hand where the energy is coming off his hand – uh, it's going from down to up, so his hands at the top position because he started down and he threw. He's throwing upwards. If he has three cards coming off, uh, if you look at it, the bottom one is closest to him, and the one up at the top is the furthest away. This is wrong because the bottom one is the one he would have thrown first and should be should have traveled further than the one at the top. So it's backwards. Uh, the arc should be upside down. But but. That's how he's always depicted everywhere. I think it lo- it would look strange the other way. Uh, but it, as soon as I saw it, I noticed that because I always look for that when they do Gambit stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's still backwards. <laughs> the, the closest one to his hand is still the furthest out and is apparently traveling faster than the one at the bottom. Well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's where the full strength of his arm is, is at the top, clearly. I guess so, but yeah... It, <laughs> Pay attention to when you see Gambit stuff. They're they're done one of three ways, or one of two ways. Excuse me. They're either all at the same point, which kind of makes sense. He's throwing so fast; they're all relatively similar. Okay. Or they're done that way, where the the one he threw first is the closest to him, and it doesn't make any sense. God. Right. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. So, yeah, just have fun with that, and I can't wait to see somebody convert that to make it look uh, the negative Merzane way. Physically correct. <laughs> yeah. Physically correct. Physically yeah. correct. So, yeah. So that's the, all. All in all, I mean, I, I got to say, it was a wonderful event. I had a, a great time, and you know, performance-wise, I, I feel like you know, I feel like I performed okay. I'm just saying. Sixth place here, saying I did okay. No, well, I mean, yeah. You know, I'm gonna look. It was good. It was great. It was a great event. It was so much fun, and. I want to talk about kind of the games and everything now, and I want to start with you, Merzane, and like talk about how your games went. And was there any kind of thought process other than just I'm going to play Midnight Suns that went into kind of your your thoughts? <laughs> uh, well, first, I would also like to again thank Sean for holding a good event. This event was awesome. It was a ton of fun. I can't wait to come back. Uh, the community was great. Everyone I met was awesome. Um, I, I really enjoyed my time. Uh, like I said, I'm just, I'm just really ecstatic for it again. I'm still like, I, when I used to play, so I'm going to, I'm going to divert a little bit. When I used to play War Machine and I used to travel, what would inevitably happen at the end of War Machine events is I was tired of playing War Machine and I just wanted a break. Uh, with all of my MCP tournaments that I've gone to, I always leave like, I want to play another game. Oh, like, yeah. I'm just hyped to play more games. Uh, and this one was no different. Like, uh, it was just absolutely a blast. Um, but yeah, do you just want me to kind of go through my rounds and talk about them a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Talk about like what your roster kind of was and what the, if there was a thought process with that and then kind of uh, what your games were like. Uh, so I played Midnight Suns. I, I just knew I wanted to play Ghost Rider somewhere. I really wanted the new rules so I could play new Ghost Rider literally anywhere. Didn't we all? Um, yeah, but it's okay. It, it, like they didn't, come out, they didn't come out like they should have. I can't be upset about it, but I put him in my Midnight Suns roster anyway, um, 
and I basically just took everyone that's available in Midnight Suns right now. Uh, so, Blade, Moon Knight, Black Cat, Iron Fist, Doctor Strange, and uh, Ghost Rider. Uh, the two spicy texts I took was I took Hella, uh, Jeff Collars. Is it was Collar? I'm sorry, I'm just may have butchered your last name. Uh, I think you're right. It is Jeff <laughs> yeah, Collar. It's Jeff Collar. Uh, his brother played me in the uh, TTS League round one or two. I can't remember which one. Um, but he played Midnight Suns and he showed me Hella in Midnight Suns is very spicy. Yeah, he did the uh, same thing to me. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. And I was like, I'm going to put her in. If I get a chance to use her, I will. And I never really got a chance to use her. I think part of that's not having Dr. Voodoo, so the points are weird. Uh, but she was in there. Mystique was in there because I wanted to be really spicy with activate Myst- activate Mystique and then activate Siege of Darkness so that everyone you're shooting into can't use tactics cards or uh, defensive abilities. Oof. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, that's I- hot. Again, I never got a chance to use it because the points never really worked out, and I wasn't really against opponents. I felt like needed it um, on, on like w- in combination. So, I think when Doctor Voodoo's in there, and I have a little bit more to work with, I'll be able to actually get that combo to work out. And I think that's super cool. spicy, though. Yeah, yeah, I was really excited for it. I was really sad I never got it to work. Um, and then I took a Koye Enchantress because I needed a two pointer, as we all do, and. I was like, why would I not play Enchantress? She's just too good. Um, and then I just took a standard tactics card loadout. I took Siege, Bats, Deception for Mystique, and then the five you see in every list right now, all you've got, Field Dressing, Heroes for Hire, Bitter Rivals, and Advanced R&D. Uh, I decided I wanted to try to do some jumpy thingies and try to get early game leads, so I took uh, I took Spider Infected and Struggle for the Cube so I could jump up and grab stuff with Bump. And then I took hammers because it was the only other red I wanted to play. Love hammers. It will be in all of my lists ever. It is quite fun. I got to say, I, I played hammers, I think, three. Uh, nope. So I played four matches. No, I played three matches. So I played it in two out of three. I played it in two out of four. Uh, and my first one was demon hammers versus uh, Dormammu segueing into round one. Uh, I played versus Robert, what was your Robert Barnett. Uh, he played Dormammu, which in practice, before I started, before uh, I was building, when I was building my list, I was like, the one thing I don't want to see is Dormammu, because I have absolutely no idea how to play against it, and it can be very hard to beat. So round one, here I am coming up against this guy with uh, uh, Dormammu, and we played Demon Hammers at 19 threat, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be really rough. Uh, but I was able to, his, his Gwen came up and grabbed his hammer. My enchanters grabbed my hammer uh, in the middle. Uh, my strange moved up and double shot into Gwen and pulled her in. And then, uh, Moon Knight finished her off and was holding two hammers and never let go of those two hammers. And long story short, I just made him come to me. And over the course of him coming to me, I just kept killing things that came in, which was kind of my strategy for most of the day. And uh, ended up pulling a, a 17 to 8 win, which uh, one of the things I've always said about this game is that the points don't really always reflect how close the game was. That game was pretty close. Uh, it was totally close to him just swinging it to his way at any point in the game. Yeah. Um, round two, and it, it was a great game. Like, it was super fun. Uh, I managed to kill uh, Dormammu with a car. I got him to 1 HP and. 
yeeted a car at him, and that was funny. <laughs> I mean, killing Dormammu with a car, yeah. <laughs> Enchantress yeeted a car. Enchantress doesn't throw things, but Enchantress yeeted a car and killed him. And I was I was pretty satisfied with that outcome. Um, round two, we played that uh, infamous game versus uh, Nate. Uh, I won 13 to 14, which is an odd way to say I won. But that's because we played Gamma Research Station. He was up most of the game on points. Tur- uh, round one, he moved Baron Zemo up into the middle of the map onto the middle gamma too soon. And my Doctor Strange moved forward, shot him, did damage, moved him forward, and then Enchantress finished him off. Yeah. And so- then round two, first activation, Enchantress one shot him. Oh, yeah. So I watched a good portion of that game because that's the. I had a buy in round two. So I went and bought everybody cookies and then watched a lot of that game. And Nate f- seemed like he was in control on points for so much of it. <laughs> I mean, so yes. you said you won 13 to 14. So you had 13, he had 14. So mm-hmm. you were able to KO Zemo right at the top of turn two. How did you end up pulling out a win? Because he was running Sam, right? Yes. Uh, I managed to table him. Uh, like the second activation of round six. Um, It was just this long, grindy game. Um, We traded subpar, all you've got bean turns. Um, But I just, I kept, he basically what was happening was uh, my attack dice were fire and I was one-shotting people left and right, except Vision, who was just going out of control on his defense rolls. I could not kill Vision for the longest time. Right. Um, And I was rolling okay to, i was rolling bad defense to his okay attacks uh, so like he was getting like like we were kind of balanced in some ways but i definitely getting those early ko's were, was catapulting me throughout the game i also learned uh psa to anyone playing research station if the research station if the, if the researchers are in one of your station at all the opponent gains two points they don't have to be controlling it i thought he had to control it so uh, i set up my turn where neither of us would control it, so there would be no points scored on it, because I, I so I could get up on attrition higher, and he's like, "Yeah, I just score anyway," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, because that happens before it moves too." So as, I'm like, as a criminal syndicate player, yes, that is exactly how that works. Yeah, I so I was like, I just handed you four points that that could have been the game, and as you see, thirteen to fourteen, had I just stood there next to it uh it it could have flopped to like 15 to 10 um so that was a big mistake on my part um and i will forever remember that um but just it was just this long grindy game round six starts um i don't remember if his vision was alive i think i might have killed his vision with blade or something or he had died the previous round i don't remember exactly he'd be able to tell a little bit better um, but he had Iron Fist left, and he had two options. He could either run back to his home point and score a point and prevent me from scoring three points, hopefully. Or he could try to kill people. Um, so he did a flying kick into my blade, who was on the middle point and also within one of the research station. He uh, didn't do any damage, and... With about six minutes left on the clock, he decided, I think I have to try to daze Blade. 
Uh, he one-shots him. He had some damage on him, but he, he did a bunch of damage to him, finished him, passed his turn. So now I have uh, Doctor Strange and Enchantress left. So in my head, I'm thinking I can just KO him. I don't know if I can get enough points because I don't remember how many points I had at this time. I know he had 14 because he didn't score. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if there was any way to get over 14 since it was round six. And I thought the best way to do it is to just kill him. So I shot him with Doctor Strange. I did four points of damage. I pushed him and he was outside of range two of the objective. That was where the judge call came in. Uh, If he dies right there. So last character with one HP taking gamma damage would kill him. If that happens, but I'm still down on points, do I win on the KO or does he win on the points? He has more than me at the end of round six. We weren't 100% sure. I think I still win because it's not the end of round six and there's no special checks in round six before like the end of round six. And I think you brought that up too. Right. It's just at the end of round six, if someone has more points, they win. Uh, If no one else has won. So I think that I would win in that instance. But we determined we don't know. Let's keep playing. Doctor Strange shot him again for no damage. And I'm thinking, oh, God, seriously, I'm I'm going to lose because I can't do one more damage to this guy. (laughs) And then uh, Enchantress went, shot, did a damage. Good game. So really, it was just a judge call to see, hey, can I just like end the game now? (laughs) Or can I just start moving on to points? And, and so the, I don't know yeah. if you guys caught, I actually was judging it for what you said, because and Will and I had this discussion, too, like mm-hmm. it would check until the round completion. So all of the cleanup phase would need to complete. It's going to check the points to see if somebody's at 16. Neither of you were. So it would go through the rest of the steps before the round's over. That's how I would perceive it. That's um, yeah, and I mean, if you look at the if you look at the step by step thing in the rule book, and, and I always encourage people out there whenever you have any kind of a question before you start talking about rules forums and all this stuff, check the rule book because a lot of times, I mean, if you just if you just read that, you're gonna see the answer in there, and that's what we referred to. And there's no specific check for do you have X amount of victory points. So yeah. continue, Sean. And so I have posted that on the forums. Still waiting on a response. Uh, I posted it as of Monday evening. Well, yeah. I um, guess we'll just have to start adding the Goldar. <laughs> <laughs> right, <That> poor man. <laughs> it's always my favorite uh, when he answers my questions because I always imagine him saying it like in an annoyed tone like you know better because i'll just ask the dumbest question i typically ask them because i know the answer and someone else isn't sure and i'm like well i will get confirmation for you mm-hmm. and then i'm i know he's just like why are you asking these stupid questions i know like, you know this right i like, know you, you know, know better <laughs> you know better but oh, yeah. uh that was a great game that was the first time me and nate have gotten to play in person we played a few times on tts um and uh, it was a lot of fun. It, he was uh, definitely very stressed. Uh, he realized very quickly that that Baron Zima move was, was a bad move. Uh, what we call a bad move. It's known and, um, technically. <laughs> yeah, in, in all across the world, uh, the Latin phrase being uh, bad move. <laughs> and he, uh, 
it put a lot of pressure on him. He was up on points, but that was because he was having to move to my territory, and I had attrition advantage, and I was pressuring him very hard on attrition. Um, and it managed to work out. I got to uh, the best part was um, your friend Shane Will. Um, yep. Put a bounty on both you and Will as the big content creators at the event, you mean saying me and if anyone could table yeah. either of you, they would win $10 out of his wallet. Um, I responded with, that's not fair, um, because Nate is running Sam Spam and Dormammu. It is literally impossible to table him, uh, <laughs> and no one will accomplish this bounty. Uh, fast forward to round two, and I'm shaking his hand, and he's handing me $10 out of his wallet. <laughs> right. It was uh, pretty funny. Yeah, and but, then the, after that, the bounty was canceled, so I, the pressure was off of me. Yeah, exactly. Now you know, it, you got you got the buy round, so like you got a free round of not having to worry about getting uh, the bounty on you. This is accurate. <laughs> um, so round three, I played against Thadatus. That I, I, I'm going to call him Thad because that's what he said to call him. I think it's Thaddeus, but yeah, he Thaddeus. goes by Thad. His his screen name is like Thadatus, which is interesting i don't know like i think he said it was like some screen name i don't i think i asked him and then um i don't remember because this was like saturday and i don't remember what i ate for breakfast yesterday so <laughs> um i'm sorry but i'm gonna call you thad uh we had a great game it ended 17 to 15 me spider infected and mutant madmen i did my thing where i hopped forward grabbed the the middle and came back and we just had this brutal back and forth he, he split the table Cable, Domino, and Mysterio on one side versus my um, what inevitably became uh, Moon Knight, Okoye, and Doctor Strange. On the other side, his Storm and Enchantress versus my Blade and Enchantress. And uh, we traded like killing each other with Enchantress on the right side. Um, but I managed to take that side later on and uh, get everything over there. Uh, the left side was a little bit more going more his way. My Okoye was KO'd. My Moon Knight um, kept getting shot by Mysterio, but <laughs> Moon Knight's chosen of Kianshu uh, kept telling Mysterio, "Absolutely not." The rerolls, uh, love it. It wasn't. Re- it's not rerolls. It's plus two dice. Oh, it's plus two dice. That's right. Yeah. So I was rolling five dice against his four, and if he did manage to do damage, he couldn't push me off the point or push me into away from Okoye or anything. So Mysterio just like never did damage. Um. But basically, we came down to a turn. The last turn, we, one of us was going to win that turn. We were pretty sure. Um, he managed to KO Okoye. I KO'd Enchantress and Storm. And he managed to daze Moon Knight, take, and, but no one was available to take his Spider Infected. So he ended up with a Spider Infected on Domino, and I think Mysterio had one, but I don't remember exactly um and he had his both of the uh mutant madmen portals on his side of the table mm-hmm. um Blade, uh, enchantress had a spider infected dr strange had a spider infected and i controlled both of mine blade picked up the spider infected that storm had so graciously delivered to my side of the table <laughs> right walked to his side of the table and grabbed his mutant objective to end the game 17 to 15 uh, in a very close nail biter game, uh, like huge swings back and forth both ways. It was a, a lot of uh, I was advantaged, and then he would just do something nutty, and then get then be in the driver's seat, and then vice versa. Uh, 
I would pull something off crazy and just put him on the back foot. And, uh, it was a great game back and forth. Um, I was, I was kind of lucky to have pulled it off, honestly, which some of it sometimes is getting a little lucky. Sometimes I, uh, it is actually getting wanna a little lucky. I actually want to interject. Uh, uh, I want to give some props to Thad, too. He's a, a pretty new player. He, we did a league right before this, like a uh, slow grower league, and um, he has put in a lot of work um, and has gotten pretty good real quick. Um, he ended up going, I believe, was two and two. And for his first like ever event like this, um, yeah, if he keeps going like that, um, and I think he's been jumping on some of the other forums and stuff and discords, uh, he's going to be a very good player and a threat to some of the higher guys if he keeps at it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, he's, he was, uh, he's gotten really he played good. X-Men. Yeah. And uh, I don't have a lot of experience in the X-Men, and uh, it was terrifying. Uh, I was happy to have won priority so I could steal the middle objective and not him because I knew that's what he was going to do because that's just what X-Men does. Yep. Um, he used the uh, first class really well. They moved forward. They would grab objectives and then immediately roll for the mutant madmen, which I could not do. So he got an early points lead because I just didn't have enough people to grab points with. Um, so that was uh, that was kind of uh, that was kind of bad for me. Um, but yeah, he played really well. Like I said, it was very close back and forth. It was anyone's game for most of the time. Yeah. Uh, I just I managed to retain priority a couple of key times and uh, use it correctly to beat him in, and got lucky a little bit along the way. So you've mentioned uh, a couple times, Merzane, i got to interject here for one second, about uh, something you can do with Midnight Suns where I guess you bump up one, you know, your one range one bump, and then does that allow you to get to a middle objective in one move? Uh, definitely medium bases, yes. Nice. Uh, I don't remember if if uh, small bases can, and I never tried it. So you did it with Strange I was, then? I, was I would, yeah, I'd advanced R&D off of someone to give Strange one. Sometimes I would go ahead and give a Koye a second one, and I would move him up, I'd, or I'd bump him up, move him, grab the middle, move back within two of a Koye, so it was hard to retaliate. Gotcha. Um, and I did that again in my second, in my last game, which I'll mention too for a, a slightly different reason. Cool. Let's um, hear it. So I played against Jeff Collar in the finals on stream. Uh, he was playing Brotherhood, another matchup I was uh, a little scared of because I don't have a lot of brother. I don't have any Dormammu practice. I have very little X-Men and I have very little Brotherhood uh, practice. So um, I was a little concerned about that matchup. But we did. Um, it was Spider Infected and Sword Base on 14 Threat. I think I won priority. Mm-hmm. And I chose 14 because I didn't want him to have a whole bunch of guys. Um, lots of points for Brotherhood is a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, he took a big risk, I think. Um, he went three wide. He went Scarlet Witch, Magneto, and Mystique with Magneto's leadership, of course. Interesting. Um, I think what he was going for was you have to come to me and I have all this control and all these heavy hitters. And if you make a mistake and if I start snowballing advantage, you're just going to get rolled off the table. Sure. And it was what I was scared of. Um, when I did that trick I was talking about where I placed within two of a Koye, I also placed within two of the um, other spider infected so that when I moved Blade up to pick up a spider infected, he was also within two of Doctor Strange. That way I could get around deception. Right. Um, on my right side, I... 
uh, I had advanced R&D'd a power off of um, Iron Fist. I took Iron Fist, Doctor Strange, Blade, and Okoye. I did not pick up my spider infected, so I could instead grab the middle point on the right side for um, sword. Mm-hmm. My goal was to get sword as many turns in a row as possible. If that meant giving up a point, that was fine. I could always move back, grab it, and then move back onto the point and grab it again because Iron Fist gets two power. Um, I managed to do that, and I think that was a big part of me winning. I was able to push uh, Magneto into positions he wasn't very happy with most of the time. He did get, he did do a good backstop play, but I managed to push him laterally away from people. Oh, nice. And uh, continue putting pressure on him. He had to pick up a spider infected at one point to try to stay up on points parity, uh, which could have hurt him in the long run, but when he used it, he when he had it, he didn't get to move. Um, he was already a little behind. The snowballing wasn't working, and he made his big all-in play. He extreme conditioning Magneto to the middle of the map because um, he had been pushed away a couple times. He shot into Blade. with He was in range two of Blade, Okoye, and Doctor Strange. Oh, wow. And I think he was within range three of uh, Iron Fist. So he just kind of had run of the litter. Like, he could just go for anyone. Um, he shot at Blade. I bodyguarded it onto a Koye. I had two buffs with um, Doctor Strange available. So I went ahead and used one on a Koye because she had enough to bodyguard again. So if I wanted to bodyguard more, I oh, could. Heck yeah. Uh, so five die a Koye into six die. Uh, Magneto with full rerolls and martial artist. Six... And what? And you, it, martial artist, right? Because you said he was and martial two. artist. Yep, and a reroll. Uh, he rolled six successes after his crits and rerolls, and I rolled six successes after his crits and rerolls. <laughs> oh, man. Or after Koya's crits and rerolls. Uh, so he had five power left, I believe. Um, he thought a long time about whether or not he wanted to throw or all you've got. He he correctly determined, I think, I have to all you've got and kill like two or three people here. Yeah. So all you've got and shoots a shot in the blade, and I think, okay, um, I think there's no reason. I, I want you to hit blade because you'll only get one power back for killing him. That'll mm-hmm. give you two. You, there's nothing around here that you can throw that I'm scared of at that you can throw for two power, and then you have to, or you make another attack first, and I can buff it with strange. And neither target you have is one that you really want to hit because it's strange and McCoy, and they both can be surprisingly resilient. So I let right. blade take it. He rolled some successes. He rolled a couple more, like rolled one or two more successes than I did. I elected to use Blade's reroll, and he got like three successes to my three successes. Oh no, no damage. Oh man. Uh, he decided he just needed to kill somebody, so he's just going to go for Blade again. Now, once again, was like, "You're not going to get enough power to throw anything. I'm fine with this." So he attacks Blade, and uh, I didn't need to reroll. He just did not roll well. Oh man. Um. So, Magneto dazes. It uh, his one chance is that Scarlet Witch has to like two shot two people and somehow get the middle point and me not be able to get it back. That doesn't happen. Seems like a big and ask. I win eighteen to eight. Uh, he was a great sport about it. Uh, it was really it was nothing he did wrong. I think it was just some really rough dice rolls. And he was very good about it. We talked about it afterwards. Uh, great opponent. I had a lot of fun that game. Uh, that I I felt really bad that he rolled like that. Um, even being an opponent trying to win, it's it's like, you know, ugh, like that's not fun for you. 
and it just kind of like makes it feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I know that life. Dice are going to dice, right? <laughs> dice are going to dice. Sometimes you make three attacks on Magneto for no damage. Yep. Yep. That'll, um, that'll happen. But it was still a great game. Um, like I said, I think he was playing for this very, um, very risky snowball team. It just didn't work out. Um, and that was the win for me. And he got second place, thankfully. I, I was glad he got second place. And he got the uh, template set. Nice. Yeah. Now, that sounds like a crazy game and like one of those that when you go tall on sword, like I think that there's validity there, but you've definitely got to pray for those roles to be right, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I I mentioned being within two of people. Uh, I forgot to mention why it's so that I couldn't get deceptioned. Right. Definitely. I was, uh, I was scared of getting deception across the map. <laughs> Having played into a lot of mystique and deception, like uh, my friend Shane, we've mentioned him a couple times before. He is a Brotherhood player, and he's gotten me so many times with that damn deception that I'm just like so cagey about it now. Like I just I play so yes. defensive on that now. Yeah, like PTSD over I do. like deception. That and the blowing up terrain crap that Mystique does. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> one of the games me and Nate did like a a fun game one time, and every time someone says, "Hey, let's play a fun game," they they they're, it's really what they're saying is, "Hey, I want to test something crazy on you." So yeah, he right. played uh, New Inhumans on uh, when Inhumans first came out in uh, uh, Cabal, and he used um, I think he had no he he just he, it wasn't Mystique. I'm sorry, I thought he'd used Mystique. He just used Ms. Medusa to pull uh, Enchantress all the way into his backline and kill her. Oh, I yeah. thought he had used Mystique too. He did that to me with Cable. He pulled Cable all the way in and just d- obliterated him. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm now wary anytime someone says they want to play a fun game because Kenny did that to me the other uh, a couple weeks ago, and played some degenerate trap house jank on me, <laughs> on my first game of Midnight Suns. I'm like, wow, this is awful. His list was hot. His list was lie. real spicy. <laughs> yeah, it sounds ridiculous. Basically, the, the idea being just to stack as many effects of where if people move to within a certain range of you, you get to mess with them. It's it's so wonderful and it's really good against the uh, Midnight Suns because you get to do it all the time. It yeah, is. They want to move. <laughs> I actually think that list gets better when we get the revised characters, like revised Green Goblin, and he can go Spider Foes and add like Sinister Traps alongside of all that crap. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It it's gonna get a lot better. Yeah. So, Mirzane, sounds like you had quite the crazy games. Uh, yeah, uh, I all my opponents were great. Uh, all my games were pretty close. Um, the last one was probably the least close, just because of the dice in that one situation. Right. Uh, but definitely, like the way the the game could have gone, it easily could have swung. His, it's another one. It easily could have swung his way. Right. Um, uh, all all he needed was the dice to cooperate slightly, and I think that game is much different. I got you. So let me ask you this, Merzane. What did you learn about Midnight Suns through all this? Um, they're very fun, and they need oh, yeah. Doctor Voodoo. <laughs> they need Doctor Voodoo. Yes. <laughs> uh, Next month, points just don't work out quite right for certain lists for certain scenarios when uh, you don't have that four point in affiliated. Um, so I'm really excited, to, and it also gives them access to the Mystic Attacker, and a good another good in affiliation control piece because right now it's basically just strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to possess people is going to be extremely clutch um, oh, yes. for Dr. Voodoo. 
And he's another uh, medium-based character that can do the snatch. So you don't have to take your five-point characters in affiliation to uh, do the middle middle point snatch. Uh, the what? Well, well, I can't remember what I called it. The bump and grind. I think is what I called bump it. Bump and grind. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, that's yeah. what it's called and from now on. People kind of forget to how deceptively like tanky he can be when he keeps the brother Daniel token. Whenever you run him oh, yeah. up and snatch something and run him back, like. Mm-hmm. Especially if you can manage to get Strange in there too, and he's healing people. Like oh, they man. can be, they can be pretty hardy. Um, I was really impressed. I, I never used Black Cat. I can see uh, some people have told me she wasn't great because of her power economy. Yeah. I can see that. Yep. Um, I didn't really use a lot of Iron Fist. I used a lot of Moon Knight, and Moon Knight is uh, pretty hit or miss. I think. Uh, man, the I majority of the time, I would roll for multiple personalities. I, they're like, he's like. Here, have a power, and I'm like, you have eight. <laughs> like you, I don't need any more power, Moon Knight. Do something different. Next turn, have a power, and I'm like, I'm full on power. I can't get any more. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough slices. <laughs> can you please get a move action, or can you get two more dice? Can you That's do, awesome. I'll take no effect. Come on. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely the the move action and the dice is the thing you want the most with him because he tends to be flush with power. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll talk about my games now. I'm not going to be as detailed as you were because uh, I've put some of those some of those memories away because <laughs> one of oh, them was no. kind of a bad beat. Uh so round 1 I played Jay Iverson who uh, shout out to him after uh, chit chat with him and everything, he became a patron. So um, really appreciate that. And um, it, it really means a lot to me. So I, I just want to say shout out to him. And we had a really fun game and it was looking to be a mirror match. Like he brought web warriors. And as most of y'all know, I brought web warriors and midnight suns. And I was like, Oh, well if I go into the mirror, well, I'm going to play midnight suns because then that way I can be, you know, a little, little surprising. Right strike from the shadows something like that right and the problem was i really didn't have a great plan for playing as midnight suns but it ended up working out decently in that we played spider infected and extremis i think and he ended up getting black cat um getting one of the spider infected onto her and then she ended up in my kind of area and i dazed her like round one right and I was like okay well I'm just gonna go hard into black hat and so round two I'm like well I'm set up to where all of my characters are in a position to do siege of darkness and it's you know like I can maybe do some damage put some damage out there right and it's one of those things where it's like looking back on it I probably wouldn't want to use siege of darkness right in that instance but I used it at the top of turn two before I had declared anybody to activate and everyone used it except for Wong. I had Wong in, in the game and he was just holding down one of the extremist consoles in true Wong fashion. And it was wonderful. I forgot he's a midnight son. Yeah, it was great. He's great. So he's just hanging out, holding out the thing. So I go and black cat's sitting there. She's got five health on her injured side. And I'm like, I'm going to kill black cat right here in this siege of darkness turn. And so I go with Moon Knight and no damage. 
or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Moon Knight. He did three damage. Sorry, Moon Knight did three damage to her. So I'm like, okay, sweet. I'm going to just go and attack other people with my Siege of Darkness because I also had Strange in range, uh, Strange in range of Black Cat. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not going to use Strange to attack Black Cat because she's only got two health left, and I'm gonna and I've got priority, so I'm gonna be able to activate. So it's you know no problem, right? Quote unquote. So I go and attack other people who don't really do any damage. I think, yeah, I did no damage for the rest of my Siege of Darkness turn. So I did three damage on Siege, Siege of Darkness with four characters attacking. <laughs> Just Ouch. ice yeah, cold dice. Bad beats. Yeah, ice cold dice, man. Ice cold. And and Jay, you know, uh, Jay Iverson, uh, Josh, I believe, uh, mentioned it a couple times. He was like, bro, <laughs> your dice... And I'm like, man, you know, it is what it is. I'm used to it at this point. So come back. I'm like, all right, do I activate strange to go into black cat here to try to kind of, you know, make it happen? Or do I activate moon Knight? Who's going to get the rerolls on his staff or whatever? I'm like I'm going to do, I'm going to do moon Knight. He's got this. And I think I, I rolled the power gain on his multiple personalities, which I was of really, course. yeah, I was really <laughs> hoping for the other thing. And, uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to try the, try the re-roll option. Not remembering that you can't re-roll into black. Hat. Right. So that was bad. Uh, then I was like, no damage. So, okay, let me try to do the throwing crescents. Cause again, second action, right? Didn't roll the hit on the crowing, uh, throwing crescents. Oh, yeah. So, also, I also misplayed Black Cat the entire game. So, for whatever reason, I thought Black Cat's bad luck was not only the modify part, but also that you couldn't explode crits. So, that's that's my fault for just making that misplay, but I thought the entire game that I could not explode crits against Black Cat. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. So, what does Black Cat do? On the next activation, Black Cat activates, walks up, steals a, to- a token, steals a spider infected, and runs away and heals with med pack. And now she's, <sighs> yeah. And like after that, I was just like, oh God, this game. And it just snowballed from there. I mean, it ended up being one of those games that the final score was 16 to 4. I mean, he just rolled me, but it was one of those things where it's like I don't feel like the final was actually that big of a a spread if you will but the the final score ended up being like that just because I could never come back to get to his people because he was playing web warriors just playing smart and he had miles like hiding in a corner on the very back um extremist console and I was able to get blade over there right so I'm like yes this is the matchup you want blade on miles this is gonna be wonderful no damage It's just, oh, gosh, yeah, man. it was just, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, this is why you play the games. And I learned some valuable lessons from all of that. And one is, you know, the Midnight Suns and the D-shaped Secures are definitely not in their wheelhouse. Like they can do it, but I, I think that there's just too much spread out options there. You know what I mean? Like I think they would rather be on a B or a C or an E. Than the D secures mm-hmm. personally, I don't know. Merzane, what do you think of that? Um, I brought uh, Ghost Rider for those Ds. Yeah. Um, so I could have someone that could move around a bunch, and I would drop Strange. Exactly. Because uh, he didn't have as much area of influence. Like he can do Strange, 
but he definitely doesn't have the reach that he does on a lot of other ones. Exactly. So that was that was a big lesson learned from that match, but it ended up still being a very fun match, which I'm really glad for. And looking back on it in the mirror there, I definitely take Web Warriors like because that's what I had planned to do all along is if I saw anything with five objectives was to take Amazing Spider-Man, run him up, grab that front one, and then, you know, Bob's your uncle from there. So it just didn't work out in the way I had expected it to with playing Midnight Suns, and I ended up just playing so far back and never really threatening other than, like, with Blade because I was so focused on Black Cat that it just kind of didn't work out, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And then round two... You know, like I said, I went and got everybody cookies, and partially I wanted to get myself a cookie too because I wasn't feeling good after that round one match. Oh, those cookies were phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. Yes, crumbled cookies. Have any. You didn't have any cookies? I'm not much of a sweets guy. Oh, man. I, uh, I, I wanted to let other people have cookies first. Well, I bought 24 of them. There were more than enough. When I, at the end of the day, when I opened the box and looked at them, I was like, those are huge. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, one's enough, man. Those cookies are gigantic. Oh, those yeah. pecan pie cookies were actually nutty. Uh, they were <laughs> legit nutty. <laughs> Puns. Yeah, so, anyways, round three, I played against my good buddy Shane, and we have a, a ton of matches together against one another. Like, the very first kind of quote-unquote event that we did here in Memphis was in March after the game launched and it was me and Shane in the final of that event and I ended up winning he was playing the BDT list at the time and I was just running regular role Avengers with uh, a healthy dose of Thor Captain America and Okoye and some other I don't remember who else Vision maybe yeah Vision anyways doesn't matter so I beat him there in that event to take that uh, the title there but we played again we played again many times, and so this time I used Web Warriors, and I ended up using Web Warriors for the other two matches I played, and putting Amazing Spider-Man in, we played on, it was Infinity Formula and Hammers, so ended up, got a hammer on Spider-Man right away, and then, I don't remember who I had the other one on, I think it was Moon Knight, uh, yeah, put Moon Knight had a hammer, and turn one, he moves Scarlet Witch up, and I activate Moon Knight, and for whatever reason, I rolled the uh, I rolled the extra dice thing, and I move him up, and I do a throwing crescent into Scarlet Witch, and daze her <laughs> right off the rip. And so that was definitely a shock that I dazed Scarlet Witch so fast, but it ended up kind of giving me a little bit of a confidence boost, if you will, and. Yeah. So I was able to kind of get him to focus some attention with Scarlet Witch on like Gwen and Moon Knight on one side of the table. And then I focused the rest of my attention with like Miles and Amazing Spider-Man and Venom on another side of the table. And he actually ended up KOing Venom before Venom got to actually, I think Venom had one activation that wasn't just moving up and, and Venom was KO'd. So that was pretty good, but Venom was able to take a hit for Miles, who had, uh, who had a, a hammer at the time or something. So it ended up working out really good. But the the thing that I learned a lot from this game, which I can tell you all the final score if you're interested in that. So the final score in that game was seventeen to nine, and what ended up happening was Amazing Spider-Man 
legit turned into amazing, spectacular, stupendous Spider-Man. And I was able to get a hammer on him early and never relinquish it. And I think the least amount of dice I rolled on an attack was like seven because of the place effect. No, it was eight because you get one extra one for the hammer. And then whenever you place, you get two extra dice, you know, with his spider web swing thing. And it was insane because I just like he was all over the place killing people left and right. I mean, he he took out Magneto really great. And just, he ended up with two hammers at one point, and it was an insane game. And again, another one of those where, like, the final score doesn't really reflect how close it actually was. Because I had, I think, just Amazing Spider-Man and Gwen left on the board at the end of the game. And Amazing Spider-Man had two hammers, and so that's what ended up winning me the game. And it was just, it was super close, but it was a really good match, and... You know, I, I was able to keep Shane from from really busting off that deception, which is especially potent against the Web Warriors because they move so far. So, yeah, really good match. Really, did really. Did you good uh, match. question real fast? Did yeah. you get any momentum triggers that like were pretty like good? No. So no? that's one weird thing <laughs> about this game overall. Uh, every time I played into anybody with. Amazing Spider-Man, I never actually triggered momentum because either I didn't hit the triggers, rolling so many goddamn dice, you'd be surprised. Uh, I didn't hit the triggers, or there was no one within range two. Ah, uh, dang. Because, I've yet to see momentum just be like be this like sweet thing. Um, granted, I haven't played a lot of ASM myself. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's a cool effect, and like... I wish that I had been able to to do it a couple more times. And, like, I did whatever a spider can. Like, I did, I think, a 12 dice whatever a spider can at one point. Oh, my God. <laughs> because it was, like, all webbed up, hammers. You know, it's eight dice, all webbed up, plus hammers. Yeah, that's 12. So, it was, it was insane. So, I, I did a 12 dice whatever a spider can, and there was no terrain around that I could do to do the thing or uh, yeah and for catch yeah yeah, for catch and what ended up happening you can move first oh you can yeah think about because it's they're both catch and the movement is after the attack is resolved so you can can do that any order you want well there you go learn something new every day suits so that's what's a funny thing about that whole a whole sequence there is i did whatever a spider can thinking oh well i'm gonna do this actually that yeah there was so there was terrain uh nearby on one of them i think it was to try to kill mystique or something so i did whatever a spider can rolled like dog crap but i cannot absolutely i absolutely cannot complain about my dice in this match because they were on fire and <laughs> but i rolled like dog crap on this whatever a spider can attack and i had was like oh well I was like, I'm just going to do this because Mystique, I'm going to try to finish her off before she activates and whatever a spider can. And if I don't get the last couple of damage I need, I'll just throw something. And ended up not rolling a wild on eight dice and was just blown away by that. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's the little things like that. But, you know, I was betting on the dice, you know, doing the greed play like I always do. Yeah. I always do the greed play. So, you know. But it was a, and it was an incredible game. It was so, it was such a fun and close game. And Magneto was just up there getting re rolls left and right, 
you know, into all of my people. So Spider-Man over here tanking stuff. And it's so funny because, you know, the conversation around Amazing Spider-Man so much is like, he's such a tank, he's such a tank, he's such a tank. And he's tanky-ish is what I've noticed because it's it's kind of all or nothing, right? Like he's he's rolling four defense dice and on that initial roll, if you roll absolutely nothing that helps you in defense, well, then you, you've got to re-roll, re-roll any. But on that second re-roll, you're hoping more likely to have one or two blocks on that first initial roll and then roll two right. more blocks. Right, because at the end of the day, I mean, it's still a block, right? You have a three, was it three out of eight chance yeah. of hitting that block. So even with re-rolls, yes, you're, on average, you're going to hit, let's say on a physical, you'll get probably two blocks with re-rolls on average. That's still only like half. Exactly. Uh, it's like two point something, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, it's it's funny the conversation around him being so tanky, but uh, every time I played him, he he just never died. <laughs> so, never got dazed, mind you. He was never oh, wow. dazed, but it was just because, you know, re-rolls, he'd have some damage on him, and then I'd med pack him, stuff like that. And then another thing that, so that happened in that match, and then in my, my last match of the night was against Nate, and uh, shout out to Nate. I whooped him. That's right. I kicked his ass. <laughs> no, it's not true at all. But uh, <laughs> it was a really fun match. He was playing Sam, and I was really, really, really worried about the Dormammu play because I do not think Web Warriors play well into Dormammu, but I don't know because I haven't really done a lot of it. So I was really worried about that, so I took a chance on playing the Web Warriors into the Sam. And no, at no time in any of these games did I use Witty Banter for whatever reason. Like, right, there were times when I'd had an opportunity to use it and I just didn't, and I either forgot about it or whatever, and Woody Banter is one of those things where it's like making your opponent re-roll a trigger that they get is where its power lies. Even if they oh, get a hit on sure. it. Yeah. But re-rolling that trigger is what you want. And so, like, I, I say this to say, make sure you know what your people are doing and the situations that you're in. And even when you're playing on a clock out there, like, take the time to, to look and, and see like, okay, can I do something here? Because what ended up happening in that game is Nate took kind of an early lead and I was able to kind of spike some dice and KO Sam, I think turn two. And, and that really hurts Sam spam, as you know, Merzane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like the main goal into him, right? It's like, you just want to try to spike Sam off the table as fast as you can. Exactly. And, and that's ended up what happening, and I was able to kind of negate vision by, so he had vision kind of on one side of the table, and like all of the action was happening on the opposite side of the table. So you had like Sam, Domino, and Zemo kind of all right in this one little area, and Moon Knight went up there and did, did some work, and then Amazing Spider-Man went over there and did some work, and Wong was just hanging out, scoring me points. So, <laughs> you know, like I didn't really want Wong there, but Wong actually was like really helpful. But the game was really close. Like I would have a spike on dice, then he would have a spike on dice, then I would have a spike on dice, and he would have a spike on dice. And it ended up in a final score of 16 to 14 for me. And it was Hammers and the Black Order portals, which was a lot of fun. And the thing that was interesting about this matchup and how it all unfolded is it ended ended up being on time. Like we called it on time, 
But my God, if Nate had had another round, I think he would have taken it because he had Zemo ready to pop off, loaded up with power after just being dazed, and I think a hammer or two. Domino was ready, and I mean, it was it was going to be a big swing turn because here comes Vision back in the game. Like, So it was a really fun match, and it was the only time that Nate and I have had been able to play kind of in a kind of equal capacity. So we played on his channel, The Vibranium Heist. I went out to Nashville and recorded that, and that was a lot of fun, but that wasn't really kind of like the same setup, and we've played on TTS a couple times, so it was nice to actually just like play in person and and roll those dice and everything. And I know he was kind of tired by the end of the night there, so I'm going to chalk it up to uh, luck, timing, and the fact that uh, Nate was a little sleepy. And also, I beat <laughs> Nate, so I feel good about that. It was the battle so of the mental fatigue creators. is for real, man. It is. It Mental is. fatigue is definitely a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, you know, Amazing Spider-Man was just amazing in that game. Like, I have a newfound respect for him. Like, he was one of those characters when he first dropped where I'm like, you know, he's he's good. Like, I see what's good about this character, right? But he's so dice-dependent where I was like, ah, oh, man, I just I can't make it work right, blah, blah, blah. But in playing a lot more games with him recently... Like, you're going to have those bad dice on him at times, but he is really good, and he is worth every bit of his five threat. And he's one of those characters that, like, if if it's if it's fallen right for him, it is whew, <laughs> it's spicy. Right. So, yeah. No, it, was a, it was a great event, and, you know, everyone I played was just a lot of fun. It was all just a great time, and um, I appreciate everyone that uh, voted for me for the best sport. Like that, I was totally unexpected, but it was just such a, a fun thing, you know. Yeah, that was very, very good. And um, one thing too, if you squeaked it by, because you, I think you literally won by a vote. Um, if you did not, there was going to be like a f- three or four way tie. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. It's funny that you say that because, like, I I appreciate all of that. And, like, um, again, it was just wildly unexpected. But, I mean, I'm so grateful for that, for everyone that uh, chose me there. But um, one one thing, if you're going to do something like that in a tournament, maybe do, like, a Mr. Congeniality or Mrs. Congeniality thing. Like, just, like, let everybody be like, hey, you know, who do you think had the best vibe or whatever? I don't know if that would be something... Right. Yeah. So the way we did it is just out of all of your matches, we just had, you know, that pay out of out of your four matches, which person did you did you had the best experience with? Um, So if you do the math right, will all three because you had a buy. Right. All three of your opponents voted for you. I I did that math and it's so greatly appreciated. Nate voted for me by dice roll because he couldn't decide between me and Merzane. So I'll take it, though. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. So real quick, though, I, I do got to say that, um, you know, really what it boils down to is the fact that I bought everybody's affection with cookies. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I have a question. If if he rolled for me and you, would that mean instead of a four-way tie, it would have been a five-way tie? Since I would have had – because I think but, Yeah, because I think you did have one vote already so yeah if you would have won that role there would have been like a five <laughs> that's incredible like four or five which i have been insane well i'm just glad that i was there to save you from that sean 
I appreciate that. I would, <laughs> I'm glad you were. I would have been the one doing the dice roll to try to figure that out. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, I would have said, I'm glad to have been voted best sport, but someone else could have the prize. <laughs> yeah. That would have been nice of you. And I'm like, nah, man, give me that border. <laughs> oh, it was for a border? Okay, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm, it was yeah. a border and 25 in store credit thanks right. to uh, our, our shop. Yep. So. Uh, anyways, with, with all this, boys, we've ran a little long, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, put a bow on this episode, but it was a really great episode, and uh, I appreciate you guys coming on here and uh, chit-chatting with me about this. So, uh, final words, Merzane. Uh I always like coming on your show. Uh, it's always fun. So, thank you. And uh, thank you, Sean, again, for running such a great event. I can't wait to do the next one in Memphis, and I can't wait to have you two down uh in Birmingham for one so that I can take you to my barbecue place that Definitely. I like to go to. Yeah, I, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, obviously, for coming out um, and everybody else that showed up as well. Yep, and I, I've got hopefully a couple more people for the next time. I had a couple people that wanted to come but couldn't, um, and hopefully this next time we can have a couple more Alabama folk come and um, invade your top uh, prize pool again. There you go. Uh, I won't rest until it's an all uh, an all – Birmingham finals. Oh man. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna let it happen. I'm, I'm just not kidding. Happen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna up my play. I'm gonna up in it right now. It's getting upped. <laughs> so Sean, uh final words? Uh yeah, actually. Um we're looking to do a lot more of these. I, again, appreciate everybody coming out. Um, I'm looking to maybe do them quarterly, um, but at least um biannually, so two a year. Um I'm Looking for the next one to hopefully be around March, uh, though, and see how that goes. Heck yeah, I'm yeah, I'm here for it, obviously. <laughs> so uh, I just want to say thank all thank you all the suits for listening. I hope that uh, some of what we talked about here was a little bit insightful for you, and if nothing else, I hope we were a little bit entertaining. And I want to say thank you all for listening. You can find us on all the social media platform of Facebook because I don't have the Twitter or the Instagram uh, yet, maybe. So check us out over on Facebook. You can send us messages over there, chit-chats with us, and you can also find us on Patreons, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. And I really appreciate all the patrons over there. It means just an abundance uh, to me. Like, I really just, I can't describe it enough how much that means to me because it's just one of those things. Like, I love talking about this. I love getting together with my friends to talk about our games, you know. So that's uh, that's what we do here, and it's Really appreciated that you guys are are there for me. I appreciate that. And you can come join our Discord through the Patreon there and hang out and have uh, one of the chillest places to, to chit-chat and talk about games and stuff that uh, one could ask for. So I really appreciate that. And you can send us emails at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. And also, shout out to uh, the guys that won our last giveaway. So we did a, a Dormammu and Convocation giveaway and we're putting together our next giveaway here soon. So be on the lookout for that. I'm really excited to do that. And with that, party on, Sean. Party on, Will. Party on, Merzane. Party on, both of you. And power down suits. <laughs>